Hey, y'all. Thanks for tuning in to a new season of Country Fried Rock. I'm your host, Sloane Spencer. Thanks for joining us. My guest today on Country Fried Rock is Sally J, who's been with us before, but so much is going on with her music, her bands, and her record label, Cafe Rooster. We've got to check back in again. Hey, Sally. Hi. (laughs) Thanks for having me. My pleasure. I don't even know where to start with everything you've had going on just in the last six months. So let's start with the big one. You started a record label, Cafe Rooster Records, and a ton is going on. Yes. Well, the last time you and I spoke was, I believe, right after Americana Fest last year. Yes. And that was the launch of our label that week. So we are approaching our one-year anniversary. Yay! For a, which is great. It's been kind of a whirlwind. As I think I told you last year, we didn't really plan on starting a record label. It just kind of happened because Darren Bradbury, who has been a friend of ours for a while, and you know, we were hanging out in our shed, making music with him all the time and discussing the state of the music industry. And he just one night said, hey, why don't you guys put my record out? And Brian said, we don't have a label. And he said, well, let's start one. So we did. And now we are off and running in a way that we never expected. And I have to say that I am just so incredibly grateful to the wonderful music music scene, particularly that we have here in Nashville, because they have really supported us and helped us get off the ground in such a huge way. It's really been not just watching the community surrounding it, but what you all have been able to do beyond, it's no small feat to put out your own records with a cooperative label like that. But you also have just released an activism, or I don't know exactly how to describe it, but a a charitable endeavor. We have. We've supported a few causes since we started. But our latest one is the first album that we put out that is to support a cause. And what happened was the album is called Strange Freedom, Songs of Love and Protest. And what happened was this artist here in Nashville, Matt Heck, and also another artist from a band called Wild Ponies, whose name is Doug Williams, and Gabe Masterson, who is part of our label and is our engineer here for our studio. Ah, The three of them organized this protest record right after the presidential election, and they ended up gathering together 13 artists who had put their feelings into these songs and put this album together. And we donated some studio time here for some of them to work. And and then it came to this point where they didn't have a label to put it out. And so Matt came to us and asked us if we would be willing to put it out. And of course, we said yes. We were really impressed with the lineup and the songs and, and the meaning behind it. And then that led to everyone involved wanted it to support Planned Parenthood. And so we went to Planned Parenthood and said, hey, we want to raise some money for you with this album. And of course, they were really thrilled. And so, yeah, we put that out in July 14th, I believe was the date. So, And it's been great. We've had a wonderful response to it. And we're raising some money for Planned Parenthood, which is fantastic. And we've had a couple of great videos. We've got some more coming that are interviews with the artists talking about you know what it is to actually write a protest song and to be a part of something like this and also to support specifically Planned Parenthood. So it's been a great cause to get behind. That's cool. I know Mary Gaucher, who's been with us in Country Fried Rock in the past, was part of that community as well. You have a diversity of belief systems who all came behind this one cause. And I was, I will admit, a little bit surprised to see that of a couple of the folks that are involved. 
Yes, I mean, it is a diverse group. And I think that's really important for something like this instead of, you know, I wouldn't have been able to get behind something I don't think that was just all one opinion or, or like you said, coming from one belief system or something that's just filled with anger at one side. What I found appealing about it was that it's called love and protest songs. And I like the fact that it is all different kinds of people talking about their feelings about the election, and they're all kind of different. Some of them really have taken a risk because their fan bases are not as open to a protest album or the cause. And so I really applaud some of those artists that took the risk to put it out. And one great thing we had one of our artists say was, some things are bigger than your career. Wow. And that was really a profound statement to make about this. And this is one of the artists who was putting a lot on the line. I got goosebumps when you were just talking about that because it is, it, it's a big deal for everybody, but it's a big deal, especially for people to speak publicly about things that are controversial within their community. But I think we're all called to do that, especially now. You can't just sit by and be like, oh, I'm not going to rock any boats. You could ask any artist, what do you feel is your personal responsibility to talk about things like this? And for some artists, it's not part of what they do. And that's fine. But some artists feel like that it is their personal responsibility to speak the truth, especially about things that are going on in the world and to sort of reflect what humanity is going through right now. Mm -hmm. I'm always amazed when I see something where fans are essentially saying, shut up and sing. I'm like, have you not listened to the songs from this person? Yes, I'm surprised by that, too. And we have had, you know, I expected it. We've had a little bit of backlash and comments, you know, (laughs) but I don't think that you can succeed at anything by avoiding criticism. You're going to get it no matter what you do. I like the DIY ethos y'all have going with everything that's coming out. I mean, the merch alone and the visual arts and just the whole package of everything y'all are doing really, I I guess it kind of affirms what everyone's been doing, thinking that there must be a better way, but you're doing it that way and it's working. Well, thank you. Thanks for saying that. And our goal, it really is crazy how it all happened. Because, you know, like I said, we weren't planning on starting a label. And then, you know, we start a label, which, you know, is supposed to be for music. And then we end up getting into causes. And then we get it end up getting into visual art. And, you know, it's just one of those things where they all kind of feel like they're related to me, that they're all they all kind of fall under the same umbrella. And I I feel like the people that are interested in the musical artists that we have, will also be the type of people that are interested in the visual arts that we offer and the causes that we offer. So they all kind of help bring awareness to each other. I do think they go together. And I like seeing that convergence come back together for both fans, but both for the creators as well. Yeah, I do too. And it makes us different as a label because we are trying to embrace all these different forms. Okay, so I'm just sitting here looking at my record player and thinking, since we last talked, I've bought your reissue of one of your solo records on vinyl. I've got the Ladies Gun Club on vinyl, a bit of wannabe Chris Prunkle's art from a couple of folks who are on your label. Y'all put out the Sneak Ups record, which I don't think Uh is available on vinyl because I would have bought that. It's not yet. Right now, our vinyl is only my solo record that was reissued and then the Ladies Gun Club vinyl. But we will have... John Latham's new album, Lifers, on vinyl. And he also 
Darren Bradbury just a few days ago recorded a live album at this beautiful analog recording studio called Trace Horse Studios here in Nashville. And that was before a very small audience of about 20 people in the room that all kind of sat in the recording room with him. And this was recorded to tape and then it's going to be mixed to tape and then mastered straight to vinyl. So this is going to be like an only vinyl live recording release. And then we have plans to get back into Brian Wright's catalog as well. And, and Brian Wright is also in the process right now of recording a new album that hopefully will be out by the end of this year. So that will be a vinyl release as well. Yay! So all coming. It just takes time to get all this. <laughs> get it all out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so sign me up for that one right now. I can tell you that. Did I hear that you also have a rock band? I have a punk rock side project. Yes, that I started, hard to even know now, maybe a year and a half ago. I went to Arizona to a really creative, freaky little town called Bisbee, which is southern Arizona on the border of Mexico. And I went there with two of my friends that I have played music with for many, many years. These are two guys out of LA, Jason Thomas Gordon and Carrie Bear. And we wrote on the fly and recorded a trio punk rock album, and it's under the name of The Rogers. And it's really juvenile and really filthy. <laughs> that sounds like fun. My sense of humor is like a 12-year-old boy. But you might like it then. <laughs> <laughs> so are we going to be able to hear this? Well, we just released it digitally. It's out. And you can only get it on Bandcamp. You know, it's in the spirit of punk rock. You know, we didn't really go too professional on anything. <laughs> with this. As it should be. I'm a big fan of this. Fun as an artist. I know that there are so many other songwriters out there that feel the same way that I do, that it's really fun. Stretch yourself out into other weird ways that you don't normally go just for your own personal fun, but also it serves what your main genre is that you do like in a weird way you know me going and doing punk rock serves my solo work and also ladies gun club particularly ladies gun club because we've been kind of going in a direction that we started out as a folk duo and now we're like we've gone a little psychedelic and so i think it all serves the music you know in so many ways I think a lot of people are get the same or a similar at least resurgence of energy from some of the tribute shows as well Oh, I love those. They do a fantastic job of that here in Nashville at the Basement East, putting together these album tribute shows. And yeah, I agree. I think people get a lot out of it. We used to do them back when I lived in LA. We used to have these album nights at this place called Room 5, where a lot of songwriters congregated. And there was so much music. That was how I got into the Rolling Stones. I was a late bloomer to the Stones, but I got assigned Street Fighting Man for this tribute and I had never even heard the song before. And so now I'm Rolling Stones fan. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite Stones song is Monkey Man. You've had so much going on. I, I kind of was like, wow, where to even focus in a conversation? I want to come back to what y'all are doing with Cafe Rooster. But you also were getting ready to launch something for alternatives to opioid use for pain management. And I want to know where you are with that project and support for alternatives such as that. Yeah, so we've done a little bit of social media campaigning for that. There's a 
a wonderful woman here in town who is a doctor at the pain clinic at Vanderbilt. Her name is Tracy Jackson, and she's also like a sister to me. She's one of my very best friends in the world. And she has done a beautiful, beautiful job putting together this program called Relief Retreat that is helping people find alternatives to opioids. And these are all things like physical therapy and acupuncture and meditation and yoga and aqua therapy and, you know, getting down to the psychology of it. And she just had the first retreat in March and has just now gotten all of the data back from the first patients that went to this retreat. And it's unbelievable how these people's lives have been changed. Some of them came in and couldn't walk and they were running laps around the facility by the time they left. And it, wow. it is absolutely incredible what she has done and is continuing to do. So right now, she's in this phase right now where she's taking all of the data and using that to go and find more support, financial support. And the next retreat will be next March. But our goal is to continue to work on a campaign, a music campaign for her to keep bringing money into this. Mm. Well, cool. Well, we'll definitely keep our ears open for what that ends up doing, because I'm sure it's going to be something both interesting, but also for a cause that touches practically everybody's lives. Yes, it's crazy. It's out of control right now. How many people are suffering from this and, and dying and, and losing my own father to an opioid overdose? This is This is a really important thing to me. Nobody is untouched, to use a double negative. No, it's hard to even bring up the topic with anyone, you know, have this conversation with anyone without them saying, oh, I know someone who, this, who is affected by this. Oh, yeah. But it, I mean, it matters. It matters to do big, serious, important things like that with the gifts you have. Artists already have fans in place. So they have a real opportunity to reach people with these causes and these messages. And we've been really lucky to have people jump in and some really great artists jump in and support us when we've asked them to. Well, so Cafe Rooster Records, and there's a studio as well, y'all have a handful of folks who are part of the co-op. And I guess the next big release is going to be John Latham's album Lifers coming out on September 1st. What else is in the pipeline for you all? So, so yes, September 1st, John Latham's record, which we are so excited about. This album is really, really wonderful. And, and anyone who has ever seen John play, he is undeniable. And he just captures true American rock and roll. He's amazing. And, and, and he's been our latest, you know, he's the latest artist to add to the label. And it's been such a joy working with him. So after John, the next project will be Brian Wright's album coming out. And... We haven't set the date yet because he is still in the process of tracking, but he's about halfway through. And I have to tell you, it is the best album he has ever made. I know all of his albums well, obviously. Um. (laughs) For people who weren't with the show in the early days, Brian was one of the very first people we ever featured when he was still living in L.A. So for that record that had a very long life show a while ago. But meanwhile, he's been on the road a lot. You've done a couple of tour segments. Something else coming up with Americana Fest this year? We do. We have, for Americana Fest, we're going to have a lot going on with our artists. The first thing that's going to happen is will be the kickoff party that happens every year. It's Guitar Town and Sin City 
Little Deb and Shia Lamoro put that on and it happens at the Basement East every year or the last two years. They had to move to a bigger venue. But this year, the Mavericks are headlining. Unbelievable. Yes, which is so exciting. I love them. And they usually have two sets before that. And those sets are usually, last year, it was Aaron Lee Tazjan and friends for one of the sets. And so this year, we're going to do the set before the Mavericks as Cafe Rooster Records and Friends. And so that will be, we have a house band that's been rehearsing already and getting ready for it. And so, you know, people that come will get to see each one of our artists on the label do a song with, you know, everybody kind of collaborating. And then we have a couple of special guests too as well. Aaron Lee Tazjian will be joining us. And also the wonderful Lily Hyatt will be doing a song with us. So this is like all of Country Fried Rock right there. So then also Brian Wright will be doing a showcase. Aaron Lee Tazjian is playing and Patrick Sweeney, who is amazing. We'll be doing our second annual Cafe Rooster Records party, which last year we just, you know, we had a gorilla party, like fringe party. But but this year we were invited to be a part of the official Americana Fest. So we are going to have our same house band for the kickoff party is going to be playing for that. And, and you'll get to see full sets by Ladies Gun Club, John Latham, Brian Wright, Darren Bradbury. And we're also going to have Aaron Lee Tazjian playing a set. And an artist named Rayvon Pettis, who is playing around Nashville right now, he's also going to be playing. We're really excited about that. (laughs) Oh, fantastic. Anything else that you personally have going on musically? Ladies Gun Club is going to be sort of getting back together for some shows starting during Americana Fest. But then following that, we're going to be going out to L.A. and playing at the Troubadour opening for Aaron Lee Tazjian, which is so awesome and exciting. And then we're going to be playing, that's on October the 9th. And then right before that, October the 7th, we're going to be up in, o- in Ojai, California at the Libby Bowl playing this new festival. It's just one, a one-day festival all in this beautiful outdoor venue. But we're going to be playing at that with Lucinda Williams and Shooter Jennings and Brian Wright will be playing that and some other really great artists. Sarah Roberts, my partner in Ladies Gun Club, has just recently moved to the South just a few weeks ago from California. And so, oh. but we're very excited to get back to playing shows and getting back out on the road a little bit. Yeah. So what we're trying to do with our merch is um, we're not mass producing anything. Everything that we're, that we're offering is limited runs and created by artists that we love and know. So we've got some t-shirts. They go fast. When we announce them, please order them <laughs> because when we run out, we don't get more. And we do something different. And we have some great posters. We have two posters that are screen printed that are the art of Chris Prunkle, who is an album, a very unique album reviewer. He uses cartoons to reviews, review albums. And so he did some exclusive prints for John Latham and for Darren Bradbury for us. And we had those screen printed and we've still got a few of those that we're selling. We will have also Brian Wright and Ladies Gun Club ones coming out. Darren Bradbury has always has all kinds of unique merch happening. His lady, who is a great artist here in town, her name is Carrie Paneski. She makes almost all of his merch and she makes some stuff for us. And so 
So yeah, everything that's up there is unique and limited, and we hope that people will grab stuff. It is cool stuff. I've bought several of her like necklaces and uh, pins, and st- I really like both the limited nature of it, but the fact that it's art in and of itself. Even the shirts are cool. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Sally J, I'm very excited for your music as well as for the developments that are going on with Cafe Rooster. It's just been fantastic to see kind of the meteoric rise of all the projects that you all have happening. Well, thank you so much for supporting all of our artists and everything we're doing. I mean, and so many other artists. I love following you. And thank you. You do a great job of promoting everyone and helping everybody's name get out there. So thank you for having me. Appreciate that. Anytime. Thanks, Sloan. Bye. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here at Country Fried Rock. Find more of our episodes wherever your favorite podcast is or at countryfriedrock.org. All content is copyright 2017 by Lilypad Productions. All rights reserved. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are Country Fried Rock. If you need to reach out in the United States for 24-7 assistance, call the Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 800-273-8255. They also have 24-7 chat available at suicidepreventionlifeline.org. I've been making bracelets from used guitar strings that musician friends have been sending me and adding a little medallion on there with that Suicide Prevention Lifeline phone number on it, giving them to a bunch of musicians over the last few months. They're all different. If you'd like one, shoot me a DM on either Twitter or Insta. They're $15, including shipping. Take care, and thanks so much for taking care of the people you love. Ever he been helping us some country fried? Rock.